Welcome to PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Last December, UKG's legacy Kronos organization had to confront every executive's nightmare, a ransomware attack. Those were always bad, but Kronos handles the paychecks for a wide range of customers who, for a number of weeks, were forced to enter employee data by hand while the company worked to recover. Today, I'm talking to Tim Eads, the CEO of VArmor, a risk and cybersecurity company. We're going to look at the attack on Kronos and the lessons we can draw from it on this edition of PeopleTech. Tim, welcome. It's nice to see you. We're talking, uh, focusing on what happened to Kronos, and I wondered if you could start by telling me what happened. Well, Kronos is, is a regular ransomware attack, right? It's, um, we, we see these in, uh, around the world now uh, all the time. I was talking to a service provider yesterday, you know, a small managed service provider, actually focused on healthcare, and um, two of their customers get hit by ransomware every single week. Every single week, and so it's kind of you know, you know. I know obviously in the in the pandemic, everybody talks about the new normal. Ransomware is the new normal for organizations, and being ready for it uh, is a mindset as well as a practice and a program that you have to implement. And this is a, a key wake up call for kind of like the HR systems and yeah, as a community and the HR folk to it's, it's but it's another ransomware. This is. You're going to hear about this probably every 48 hours for the next three, four, five, ten years, whatever the time frame is. Can you can you explain you know what the impact has been on Kronos? I mean, it sounds like the hackers got to their data. Um, yeah, you know, they get to the data, they compromise the data, they 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 hold the the HR information. But you know they, they hold the information back, and obviously they 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 uh, hold the organization for ransom that they have to give the information back. But the thing that's you know in, in, has been increasing over recent years um, is the realization of value of the data being held by the HR systems. You know, I've been in cybersecurity for twenty plus years. Um, and we started out with these worms that went propagating around the world. So it started out, but they were very popular back in the day. And then we went off to the financial records of things like that. And, you know, I had my identity stolen a bunch of times. Um, but the HR systems are, are now, you know, crown jewels for the hackers. They can go after them. They have very sensitive information and can give massive reputational damage to the organization if they're uh, uh, released out into the wild. And so, but some of these healthcare organizations have nowhere near the budgets of, of the banking organizations that have been the typical target. So you've got a challenge where the HR systems are now a great target. The, you know, the HR uh, uh, community don't have the same budget issues. Um, and so, you know, and yet these attacks are more prevalent and they don't have the same security programs made more resilient um, over the last 20 odd years of, of, of attacks. Um, these HR systems are not, because they haven't been selected as a main attack uh, or main uh, target, 
for as long as the banking systems, as, as long as the payment gateways, as long as the financial systems, um, they're not as resilient and they don't have the same programs. So yeah, I, I think that they're, they're, they're vulnerable for two reasons. One, they're a big target now and, they, and the, clearly the hackers have woken up to like going after them. And two, because they don't have the, the budgets, like I said earlier, and they don't have the, the depth of, of years of being attacked. So that, you know, we always talk about defense in depth. If you've been a target for a long period of time, you have had a whole series of different types of protection mechanisms and detection mechanisms. And these guys don't have it quite so much. Now, given that you you think that this is going to happen pretty regularly for the next you know, several years, at least, right. is, is the technology of cybersecurity in general up to dealing with all of this or does it need more of an investment in time and money? Well, that's what that says the good news on this, right? I mean, I'm not going to be the guy that runs around saying well, bad things happen because of cyber, but I mean, there is actually there is actually a, a, a silver lining here, um, and it's very clear. Right? The the things that the things that was happening in cybersecurity is quite interesting. The the old tools are showing their age, right? And so a lot of the old tools that if they had to deploy them are old, they're complex to manage, um, they're difficult to install, they're difficult to operate sometimes. Um, they're not made as intuitive as they are, are now. The modern day tools, right? The tools that you're seeing that getting heavily invested in that you've seen lots of venture companies getting invested in at the moment um, is because they're simple and intuitive and easy to use. And so that means that you can operate them at a, a, at a lower uh, human bandwidth level. It means that your time to value is easier um, and it's much more simple to implement. And so... Yeah, I think the tooling is easier, which means that the manpower and the, the training is more simple. Um, and you don't have to use the legacy tools because the new tools are easier and more simple. And they're faster time to value, right? So with the rise of APIs as a kind of a core play, this gets a lot easier to do. So that's the good news. And then the, the other part of that is start them. You know, when you start your security program around some of these tools or when you're inspecting or re-inspecting your security program around these tools, just by starting by discovering visibility and having the observability of what is going on will allow you how to, to build a product security program. So, you know, everybody talks about zero trust, even Biden's talking about zero trust, but it starts with the basic thing of understanding what's going on in your environment. And you can use modern tools some of which you can install in like 10, 15 minutes, and you'll get visibility very, very quickly. So that's the good news. You can do it, um, and, and it's a way cheaper, way easier to use, much more intuitive uh, than ever before. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more. Um, realistically, I mean, you know, this, this stuff, it's, these platforms are sort of under the day-to-day -day purview of the IT department. Mm -hmm. um, realistically, how can HR departments protect themselves and their data from this happening? Well, I think they play an essential role, right? Um, you're going to see this emerging category coming out called HDR, Human Defense and Response, right? Um, 
where the the training tools for their employees that can be pushed out through HR programs um, can be pushed out uh, to the employees and give real-time training. See, the thing is about, you know, the human vector is still the biggest entry point, obviously, right? So if you can train your employees, you know, in real time of what they're doing wrong, let me give you an example. Um, Mark is working in an environment and um, uh, and he steps on malware. And Tim is working in the same environment, but I get, uh, an I get a phishing attack. If when you step on that malware or when I do the phishing tools, there are programs that are being pushed out by the HR tool teams to train you specifically on malware at that point in time, that in-moment training. And me for phishing, the, F the, the, the effectiveness of that training has been dramatically increased rather than running an annual program, right? I'm saying you still have to do your annual programs, but the HR people can run programs now that will drive in-moment training and much better, much more effective training programs um, to um, drive a better security culture because you know, securing the organization is everybody's responsibility, right? But you have to be aware of what you're doing. And these programs that are now uh, available to do that, and you're gonna see HR programs, I believe, uh, uh, in, endorse this new category called HDR. You know, it's interesting. You just said um, you you mentioned that security is everybody's responsibility, but does everybody know that? That's a great question. Um, obviously, I'm biased because I've been in security a long time. And, you know, and, and I would say it doesn't mean even, even at your household. You know, whether you have you're, you're my, my my wife, I don't have kids, but if I have kids, you know, securing the household is everybody's responsibility. You should always shut your front door. You should always lock lock the doors when you go out around that you know around the neighborhood or whatever you're doing. You should always keep an eye out. There's a thing called neighborhood watch, right? Everybody, it's everybody's responsibility. Are they are they aware of it? Um, I think some people have selective memory disorder, but I think it's part of your onboarding in an organization, part of your ongoing um, human capital management program. You know, I'm sure training is part of that, but um, the security training should be at the forefront because it should be a part of everybody's responsibility. But then, like, like coming back to, if you can train people in moment, the effectiveness of that will be way better. Tim, thanks very much for stopping by today. Very nice to meet you. Always fun to catch up. My guest today has been Tim Eads, the CEO of The Armor. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. 
I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.